0: Welcome back everybody to today's episode of Clicks and Bricks. My name is Ken and every day we talk about business and technology. If you like business and technology, smash that like and subscribe button so that we know that you like what we're putting out. Um, I've got my stories a little mixed up today, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, anyway, moving forward, today's episode is sponsored by Hosterion. If you need a public cloud system or a private cloud system, Hosterion has your back. Um, we're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've been in business for over 20 years and we want to do business with you. If you would like to do business with us, if you have a cloud need, hit us up. If it's cloud storage, cloud processing, doesn't matter. We're here for you today. Uh, we're going to start today's topic with T-Mobile yesterday. I think it was yesterday or Monday. We did a story on T-Mobile and I said hundred million and that was the story at the time, but they made a change. So I'm not going to talk a lot about it because we talked about it already this week. But they came out, it's only 48 million. <laughs> it's not 100 million subscribers, 48 million subscribers of, I think the number, and I've lost the article somewhere, so I'm not sure where it's even at, but it was like um, 300, roughly 300,000 of the users were prepaid that have, that are really, the prepaid guys are really the most compromised. They've already paid for that number, and now it's compromised. So that's that's a bit of a problem. T-Mobile I'm sure is gonna figure it out. They're, they're rocking through these things. Every single day. Um, and we got our stories all mixed up. But anyway, moving on to the next story. Um, crypto has its own lobby now inside the inside our government. Um, I think it was Senate. Has posed new regulations, right? And the, the term broker is really what they're talking about in cryptocurrency. And I know this is more finance than it is technology uh, for this particular topic in crypto, even though crypto and blockchain and NFTs are high on the tech side this is more finance business side um they're saying if you're a broker you need to know your client and and crypto is all about anonymous and synonymous um transactions and and i could kind of see it for the for the transaction the guy the brokers like if you're truly a broker but the way they term the term broker is is very vague and they put an amendment in there, and if you know the difference between proof of work and proof of stake, it's two different things, right? And they're so they've excluded proof of work miners from brokerage, but I think they need to like wallet manufacturers, like the guys, that, the software guys that make the wallets, all of those things. I think they need to be excluded too. Um, I, some regulation, like a dollar amount, needs to be established. Like if I go to the casino and I pull out nine thousand dollars, I don't have to tell anybody, but if I pull out ten grand then I have to, to register that um, that transaction. So I think it just needs to be something like that because crypto is fantastic for microtransactions and, and quick transactions and those kinds of stuff. And it's a barter system. The government's already made their decision. It's not a currency. So they're not taxing it as income or anything until you convert it to U.S. dollars. I just think it's a, a weird play. But the benefit here is that it's a cryptocurrency at Senate level, right? They're talking about regulations they're... They're accepting it, right? They're trying to figure out how to regulate it. Um, but the, at the end of the day, uh, our government is starting to talk about cryptocurrency more, which in long-term, uh, short-term, it probably seems bad, but long-term, I think it means that we'll be adopting crypto long-term in our lives. Um, if we're not adopting cryptocurrency, we're at least adopting blockchain and the cryptocurrency allows blockchain growth. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, I've heard some complaints through the Twitter boards and some of the guys that I follow on YouTube about how the American government system works, and you know it should be an atrocity that one senator can kind of filibuster and slow down the process, but that is the American system. It's designed to be slow. It's designed to make sure that we come up with the best solution for everybody. It's also designed that whenever we put in new rules, that they're able to change because Shit's gonna change. Any rule that we put in it for cryptocurrency today is gonna be so, it's probably gonna seem bizarre in three years or five years from now. This technology's moving so fast. Um, but the adoption rate on crypto is just insane, right? It's, it's growing faster. Cryptocurrency adoption is, is growing faster than the internet. It's literally the fastest adopted technology in, in history of, um, the documented history of mankind. We don't know what happened 100,000 years ago. Anyway, um, I don't want to be. I don't want to start a philosophy conversation either. Uh, the next topic is just a fun, goofy little thing, and it's looks that quill. Um, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Instagram and I want you to search for hedgehogs, and start looking for hedgehogs. And start following a couple hedgehogs, and you'll find that <laughs> this is this is insane. Um, Instagram will start thinking that you like hedgehogs a lot, and it'll start promoting different hedgehog pages to you. So there's hundreds of hedgehog pages out on the internet. Have you seen this? It's insane. Like, so now anything that you can think of, go ahead and show them. And then if you buy it, if you follow enough hedgehog people, hedgehogs, and they, then Instagram will start giving you hedgehog merchandise. You can buy shit for your hedgehog. Um, if, you, if you love hedgehogs and weird shit, then just follow like three or five of them. And then you'll be recommended all the time when you get to about fifty or hundred hedgehog followers, there's over a hundred hedgehogs that have their own Instagram pages. If you are living in this country today or in this world today, and you can't figure out a creative way to make an income for yourself, get a pet hedgehog, dress it up every day, take pictures of it, put it on Instagram, and then and then tell people to give you twenty dollars to sponsor posts. Like it's it's insanity. Um, I I was really shocked at how many hedgehog pages there were. I'm like, oh, there's gotta be a dozen or so, right? Like anything else on the internet, but holy cow, man. I gotta start looking for like ducks, I guess, or something else, right? Something else really weird, obscure. Um, Anyway, people have weird ass hobbies. And if you're one of the hedgehog people, congratulations. I think you took your hobby of being a hedgehog owner and turned it into, uh, hopefully, some, some of these have millions of followers millions of followers. they post a picture of the hedgehog every day dressed up as like in raincoats and shit it's so so bizarre anyway people like it so and i don't know why they like it i like it too and i don't understand it either but that to be um on the nft marketplace even speaks louder right that uh people like weird shit like and the world's an abundant place so whatever you make try to sell it people might buy it who knows and that could be pictures of your hedgehog dressed up in a rain suit. Um, anyway, move, moving on, because that's just some bizarre shit. But the hedgehogs are cute as hell. Um, take it, you know, indulge for 20 minutes and look at hedgehogs on Instagram. It'll be fun, I promise. Um, moving on, the, next, the rest of this episode is brought to you by inlink.com. Report made easy. My inlink.com account is inlink.com forward slash Ken. It holds all of my social media profiles. I don't have to not any longer tell people, oh, this is my TikTok or this is my Instagram. I just simply give them my inlink.com account and that links them to all my different social media profiles. The thing that I like most about inlink over Linktree is it has a spot for my Facebook business profile and my LinkedIn, or my inlink, LinkedIn profile as well. So it has uh, not only my personal information, but also has my business accounts in there as well. So it's really uh, pretty pretty powerful. Um we're moving on to the next one. Die mag stripes. See, I did have it all mixed up. It's still messed up. Um, Mastercard is getting rid of its mag stripe. So the stripe on the back of the card is a pretty big risk to everybody. And they moved to the chip and pen. 2016, I think, is when the laws went in place. And if you're familiar, I'm unfortunately familiar with this law. Um, if you have a mag stripe in your retail business in 2016, the laws changed. Prior to 2016. If you use the MagStripe in your business and the card was compromised and it was come down to the MagStripe was compromised, it was the card vendor's responsibility, Visa, MasterCard, whoever. Since 2016, if you're a merchant that still accepts MagStripes, then the liability becomes on you as the business owner, which is a big shift in liability. So that law was put into place in 2016. The credit cards had to all have chip and pen capability And I think in the United States, they all do now. Um, Since it work a little better, I think. It's more reliable than the the Stripe, for sure. Um, But it's also more secure, right? It's it's pretty easy to take the data off that MagStripe. So MasterCard's getting rid of it. It's gonna take 10 years for them to completely get rid of the MagStripe. And I have no idea why it's taking them so damn long. Right, I think, do credit cards even last more than three years? I don't think I've ever had a credit card five year do they have 10-year expiration dates ever? Very few. I think that should be more aggressive. I think they should renew my credit card number every year, and that way i will get rid of all the random-ass subscriptions that I subscribe to much faster. <laughs> right. Every time I get a new credit card, I have like 20 people call me within the next month saying, hey, your card didn't go through. I'm like, oh, yeah, I meant to cancel that. Um, so it's a good way to, to save some cash. But good job, MasterCard, getting rid of the MagStripe. Um, I think you can be a little more aggressive. In your time frame, um, but you never know. And then I think I've been using the tap on my card lately, and it works pretty well uh, in in most cases. So I like the tap function. But Google Pay, Android Pay, all those guys, Samsung Pay—they're they're right around the corner. The way we buy and spend buy spend money is going to change quite a bit. Um, interesting story. PayPal buy not pay later program I have a lot of friends that are gonna love this news have, have no more late, no late fees they got rid of all their late fees so if you have if you go to PayPal and you buy something on the bank buy not pay later program you have no late fees and this is an effort for PayPal to um, compete in the marketplace right so I forget the guy's name I have it written down somewhere. The guy, one of the founders of PayPal, the PayPal Mafia guy, started a company called Affirm, which is a uh, kind of like a, almost a layaway six-month, you know, buy now, and pay in terms. And PayPal pretty much did the same thing. Uh, Stripe has a new program as well, like that. So that these new pay now, buy now, pay later over the internet are becoming really popular. And PayPal has decided to waive late fees in that case uh, to be more competitive. And that's really great for PayPal to do. That's uh services to the community. These late fees are, I mean, I don't have this problem anymore, but when I was young, I got in a lot of trouble with late fees and interest payments and all that other stuff. There was a couple times I'd be almost a hundred, hundred grand upside down on credit cards. Um, and they did a cash call and say, Hey, you need to pay it all. And, uh, those are challenging moments. So, um, no late fees, that's a fantastic thing. Hopefully, MasterCard, Visa, and all those guys follow suit, right? And they're charging us their interest. Uh, maybe they shouldn't charge late fees. I think they have to charge some kind of late fee, but they're pretty quick, right? 31 to 30 days and one minute, they're charged a late fee, um, even though the check might have been in the mail. Last topic of the day, I'm a little confused on this one. There's three senators. I'm not going to go over their names. Uh, but what they want to do is that they want to, they're gearing up to fight the app store. It's a new app store bill that they're trying to push. They're trying to make it more open, which is crazy to me. Um, so basically what they want to do is and they, they want to make it easier for developers. Well, it's pretty easy right now. Google is already open, right? Android is open source. You can literally, so the, the fact that Google is blocking, um, any kind of competition to me is so bizarre, they've literally published their code and let you compete against them with Android if you want to, right? That's why we have Samsung phones with Android on them. That's why we have all these different kinds of technology with Android on them. And Android doesn't charge them for the use, do they charge like um, Samsung for the use of Android? They, they could use it free they probably have some kind of support contract with them, but I think the use of the software is, since it's open source, it's free to use. They might be having some other kind of of higher level of software than what we're getting if we just download the open source version from GitHub. Um, but you can just download it tomorrow and start programming against it, change it, make a fork, whatever you want to do. Apple's a little different story. They're a really closed environment. But the, the way the bill reads, what it's like to me is that hey, if you're Walmart, you have to start selling Kmart products inside your store, right? Or or not even not even sell Kmart products. It's, Hey, you need to put a door to a Kmart in the back of your building that people can literally get there from inside your building. It's so weird um, on what they want to do. There's nothing stopping you today from starting your own app store. Absolutely nothing, other than users and the law. Like they specifically target. I think Apple, Google. Does Twitter have a, a store, an app store? I don't know if Twitter does have an app store or not, but it's users with an app store of 50 million or more is who they're, is who they're targeting. So if you have an app store with more than 50 million users, they're asking you to put some kind of um, backdoor and to allow more competition with you. So in this country, we're saying if you're too good, um, even though you're not preventing competition, but if you're too good, we're going to take from you. It's, I think it's a... It's a bad sense. It's not, it's not a good feeling, right? It makes you not want to work as hard because if you do get successful, the government's going to start taking your shit away from you. It's bad. Uh, that is it for today, folks. If you'd like to text me on my text line, communities 314-370-2871. That is my direct text line. You can ask me any question. I'll do my best to answer it. I'll never try to sell you anything directly through that line. I will only do information. Um motivational stuff, tips and tricks and things like that. Never hard sales on that line. It is all just to grow my community and help people out, which I love to do more than anything else in the world. That is it for today's show, folks. Get to work.